Aloha. Hello there, Ohana. It is your Capitan coming at you hot on this beautiful, at least here in Maryland, I'm going to keep saying it until the weather changes on us, but this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Sunny, beautiful, it's just perfect. It's exactly what we want for a nice, perfect spring day. Um, just so you know, I am speaking on a new speaker, so if it sounds funky, leave me some messages to let me know. Uh, I'm not. I'm new to this. I'm new to this speaker life, so a little, little different. I'm a little intimidated, not going to lie. Technology and me, we're not friends, but uh, I digress. Anyway, hopping into today's episode, which I'm very excited for. We're, we're, we're still in the... Uh, seven spiritual laws of success. We're going into law number three. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. I think can't make up my mind, but I think this is my favorite law and it's the law of karma. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But first, you know what I got to do? We got to do my thank before do a little bit of like a kind of give you some updates. Uh, in a couple weeks, we have May the 4th, which is going to be our May the 4th Star Wars episode. Uh, so you're probably wondering, wow, I'm shocked Mark isn't doing a uh, a Mandalorian recap. We will be during our May the 4th episode. So stay tuned for our Mandalorian recap. Real quick, I just want to say I enjoyed it. I did. I had a really good time with it. I thought it was very fun. It was different, different vibe than I was expecting. And I thought it did a pretty good job. I was very impressed. Um, all right, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, again, you know that Captain Coffee is not meant for me. This is not a place for me to sit here and toot my own horn and talk about how great I am or anything on those in those lines. I'm here. If you hear that car in the background, I'm very sorry. Someone with a very small penis is driving very, very fast, and it's very, very annoying. I have my back window open because it's a beautiful day. But anyway, uh, this is not for me. This is for you, the listeners. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of my Bermana. Give me a second. Mm. So I want to... Give a couple shout outs to a couple podcasts that I love. I love you guys. I appreciate your hard work. So uh, I want to start off with my brother and I consider him my little my little Italian brother as well. Uh, this is The Wave. The Wave podcast is a sports podcast. Really recommend it. They have the best energy when it comes to camaraderie and I just I love them very much. They do a great job. Certified Beef, Brandon, thank you for all your hard work. They're another sports podcast. They do a great job of keeping things fun. And uh, they also dive into other things, non-sports as well. So if you're interested, please go give them some love. So that's Certified Beef. Uh, and then we have, obviously, The Happiest Podcast. We all know them. We all know, know them and love them. So if you're not following them, please go do. We have uh, Purple Wall Chronicles. These two are just their, their personality together is so charming and it's just, it's addicting. They have such a love for Disney and you can feel it. So uh, please go give uh, Purple Wall Chronicles a follow on Insta on uh, podcasts, whatever. I think it's an Apple podcast and Spotify. Double Rewind. This is our one and only Stephanie Young. She started a movie review, um, a movie review podcast with her twin sister. And it's just, it's absolutely adorable. I just love it. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. Um, and then we have uh, Clucks of All Trade, our main dude. He's been on a couple episodes. John, uh, he has his own podcast that I just love. I, I was featured on it a couple weeks ago. Uh, just love it. I love the energy. I love his mentality. It's very similar to what we do. It's more like if you run across someone in a theater or uh, in, in an airport, you sit down, have a conversation. Kind of same thing here. You sit down, you have a conversation with someone over coffee. Speaking of coffee, cheers. That was an awesome. 
Mm. So, uh, Clucks of All Trade, The Wave, Certified Beef, Double Rewind, Purple Wall Chronicles, and the Happiest Podcast on Earth. If you have your own, please message me so I can add you to this list. And uh, if I forgot you, I'm sorry. I'm major apologies. So, all right. Uh, this is going to be a big episode today. This one's big for me. This has become uh, a staple of my life, LOL 3. Uh, this one's big. So uh, let's do our breathing and let's do our thankful for. Here we go. Big, big deep breath. Here we go. Exhale. Or oh, double inhale. And now exhale. All right. Uh, I am thankful for the opportunity to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable, I think, is an amazing opportunity to show true bravery. Um, a lot of men in this day and age of America struggle with vulnerability because they see it as a weakness. You know, you're alpha male. Oh, rub some dirt on it. Oh, yeah, men. Big beards and beer. And we don't show emotion. That is the most toxic shit out there. So that's not me. Uh, I want to be vulnerable. I want to be honest. I want to show my soft side. And uh, I'm I'm very, uh, very thankful for the opportunity like this to be vulnerable and talk about a topic, which is the law of karma, which is something that I have struggled with. And uh, I will go into it. And I'm very excited for this week. This is a big one. This is one of my favorite chapters of books ever. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to highlight. So I highlighted just, in my opinion, some of the highlights of the book of this chapter. So I didn't do them all. There's a lot in here. There's a ton to this chapter. So I did my best to highlight as much as possible in a time efficient way as well. Because you know me, I don't like when podcasts take over an hour. I don't like that. Like, that's just not me. I want to be 45 minutes if that, you know, that's my goal. Anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour. But I digress. Anyway, let's hop in. The law of karma. Let's do a recap, actually. So the first two laws we have gone over. Do y'all remember? Let's see if you remember. In your car, driving, whatever you're doing, in the gym. What was the first one? The law of pure potentiality. The law of pure potentiality. The law of giving was giving. It was it was number two. So the law of pure potentiality and the law of giving are the first two laws that we have gone over. So uh, let's let's dive into the second law or the third law. I'm sorry, which is the law of karma or cause and effect. Okay, and every chapter starts with a quote, and I'm gonna just read the whole quote. Every action generates a force of energy that returns to us in like kind. What we sow is what we reap. And when we choose actions that bring happiness and success to others, the fruit of our karma is happiness and success. Karma is the eternal assertion of human freedom. Our thoughts, our words, and deeds are the threads of the net which we throw around ourselves. Mm. We, are, we are about to dine. We're about to dine. Mm. So uh, what I really love about this is it's, here's the definition. Mm. Karma is both action and consequence of that action. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Ain't that beautiful? So it is both the action and the consequence of that action. That is the law of karma. That is karma. Now, I know a lot of people out there, my um, my Christians, Catholics, are hearing me say the word karma, and you might be cringing a little bit. I apologize if it makes you uncomfortable, but I think this is a really beautiful way for you to maybe step out of your comfort zone and listen to a different perspective of what karma is. Like I always grew up, cause I told you, I grew up in a very strong Christian household where rules, 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 and follow what the Bible says to a T and you know, karma is a bad word. We don't believe in karma. And 
now that I'm growing up, I, I think that we get too hung up on words and I don't think karma is the way that we think it is. And this, we're going to dive into it. So this is a quote from the book. You and I are essentially infinite choice makers. And every moment of our existence, we are in that field of all possibilities where we have access to an infinite of choices. Some of these choices are made consciously, while others are made unconsciously. But the best way to understand and maximize the use of the karmic law is to become consciously aware of the choices we make in every moment. So this is uh, big when it comes to being in the moment. You know, you've heard me talk a lot about being in the moment and grounding ourselves here. One of my favorite quotes is from Kung Fu Panda. And it says, uh, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. I just love that. We need to be grounded in this moment, the here and now. What we decide in this very moment, this conscious choice making that we are in control of, that is what we should be focusing on in the moment. And there are cause and effects to these. And I think that's what's so beautiful, the law of karma. And when, you know, here's a quote, another quote. Whether you like it or not, everything that is happening at this very moment is a result of the choices you made in the past. I have not gone into deep detail about the storm going on in my life at the current moment. I don't want to yet. Uh, there's, it's big, it's heavy. It's a big storm with lots of thunder, lots of lightning, lots of tornadoes, lots of flying debris. And I refuse, and here's a couple of reasons, but I refuse to play victim. I'm a victim of this. I have made choices from them, from my past that has led to where we are currently in this storm. Me, Mark Bradley, I've made mistakes. My past lack of decisions or decisions has led me to where I am today. But why are we, and this is something I want to bring up. Why do we only view that? And I do too. But why do we only view the decisions we made in the past, whether we like it or not, everything is happening at this moment as a result of the choices you have made in the past. We tend, we tend to see the choices we made in the past as a direct result to something bad that's happened in the future. And I disagree. I believe that we can look at it through whichever lens you want. You can look at it through the pessimistic or the optimistic lens. I'm going to look at it through the optimistic lens that... The choices that I made when I was on Facebook and I saw Kayla smile, I made a conscious choice. Put my fear aside and know, damn, this woman has got a booming smile. That's the kind of smile I want to wake up to every day. That's the kind of smile that I want to see with me in pictures. She's got to have a great personality. So I made the conscious choice to add her on Facebook. That's all I did. And then I strategically took my time and was a coward about it. But I did it anyway. And look at this now. I wake up every morning next to that beautiful smile. The smile that rejuvenates my soul, that makes me feel like I've been struck by lightning, that smile that just gives me life. That was a conscious choice I made four years ago, almost four years ago. No, 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 sorry, three years ago. That was a conscious decision I made three years ago was to take that leap of faith, knowing that whether I like it or not, I'm going. there's going to be a result to this. And I, it's just funny when you start to think of, we're putting this into effect in your life now. What are decisions that you've made in the past that you like and you don't like? Decisions you've made that you're like, oh yeah, that was a good one or shit, I dropped the ball hard there. And another reason why I like to look through life and decisions from the past in an optimistic way is I can't stand when people claim the victim card. 
Oh my God. And this is why. Oh my God. I can't believe this is happening to me. Why? Why is the universe against me? It's not. You made a decision. And somewhere along the line, this decision has come back to bite you in the ass. Now, I know some of you are like, well, what about certain? Uh, I'm not going to get into the majority, the major ones. Like, I don't even want to say the word because I, I shudder at the word. It starts with an R. We don't, I, I, there's, I got nothing on that one. But I'm talking on your day to day, your job your relationships, your body, your mental state, your friendships. Those are the things that I'm talking about. If you're driving down the road and you get smacked by a car, I, I can't tell you what choice you could have made different. I'm not talking about those. I'm just talking about your day-to-day -day life, those kind of things. So most of us, even, even though we are infinite choice makers, have become bundles of conditioned reflexes that are constantly being triggered by people and outcomes of behavior. So think of it like, uh, I think it's called the, the Pavlov dog when click, 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 the dog starts salivating because it's expecting a treat. Same thing here. If I get a text message from somebody, I will not say who, most of the time I choose, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to be anxious or angry or upset or flustered. That is a choice I am making regardless if it's warranted or not. Kayla sends me a text message. I'm choosing to see it. As, oh, my beautiful lady is sending me a text message. The boys walk in the door and say, Daddy, I love you. Hello. Hey, come give me a hug. I'm choosing to be joy. Or I could be frustrated in the moment. I could choose to be frustrated still. We have a choice, a conscious choice, when something happens. And I think that's what's beautiful is that this is allowed, this right here, this law allows us to see that shit, we are in way more control than we think we, we are. So we are, we are in way more control than we think we are. And um, you know, even though we are choice makers, there are reflexes, but those reflexes kind of like they just said, and I was just kind of talking about those reflexes are something that we are choosing at this point now, but we can now consciously know, let's say there's a person in your life that annoys the living shit out of you. Now you know, because you are now consciously aware of your choice. Make sense? Cool. Let's move on. All right. So if you step back for a moment and you witness the choices you are making as you make those choices, then in just this act of witnessing alone, you take the whole process from the unconscious realm to the conscious realm. This procedure of consciousness, choice making, and witnessing is very empowering. And why, why is that so empowering? Again, if I get a text message from someone in my life that just, it's just, it's a struggle or my boss who I don't really care for, or, or your boss you don't really care for, or your, your coworker who just drives you nuts. If you can just step back, see how you're reacting, see what choices you're making on how you respond. You are now no longer in the unconscious triggered realm. You are in the conscious controlled realm. And that is beautiful. I believe that uh, human beings love to be in control. And I think that's okay. That's normal. I think wanting to be in control of who we come in contact with, our money, our life choices is very important. But why can we not be in control of the way we react and we respond to people and different stimulus in our life? So it's very empowering to be able to know that I have a choice onto how I can respond to a negative or a positive stimulus in my life. When I'm struggling, I've told you I have uh, body dysmorphia where I look at my body and it looks like shit, even though I know it doesn't, but I don't know it doesn't, but people say I look great. I think I look terrible, I look dreadful, and it just drives me nuts. 
Kayla can say something in the moment where she's like, baby, you look so great. I, you're, you're, you've got, you know, you, you're making progress and you look awesome. I completely ignore it. That's a choice that I'm making instead of trusting her. I have chosen to ignore what she says instead of deep breath, listening to what my wife says, listening with intent of listening and absorbing, knowing that I have a choice to listen. I have a choice to take what she's saying and, and, and bring it into my life and let it change the way I view myself. So it's a very empowering thing, very empowering situation that you are in control of. When you make any choice, any choice at all, you can ask yourself two things. First, what are the consequences of this choice that I'm making? In your heart, you will immediately know what those are. Secondly, Will this choice that I'm making now bring happiness to me and those around me? So again, your two choices are, before you make a choice, you can ask yourself, what are the consequences of this choice that I'm making? And if the answer, oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, will this choice that I'm making bring happiness to me and those around me? So, for instance, let's say Kayla is, I'm having a rough day, Kayla's having a rough day, or we'll, we'll, we'll actually go with my boys. Let's say my boys are having just one of those days where, you know, they're taking forever in their school, they're spilling their water all over the place, and I'm having a rough day. Work's pissing me off, I'm having body dysmorphia issues, I'm just having a rough day. Kylo needs some water after he just spilled it. And I can choose to say yes or to blow up and say no, you just spilled it. I have a choice. Even though it's annoying, I have a choice to look at my son and say, okay, what, what are the consequences of the choice that I'm making? If I say yes, I'm offering him water where he could spill it again and make another whole mess and just flush the situation more, he could drink it. But if I say yes, will this choice that I'm making now bring happiness to me and to those around me? So, if, and I know this is a very small example, but it's what I came with mom, so get off my butt. If I say yes to Kylo, I'm not going to harm him, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine for all parties involved, right? So as you're listening, you might be able to come up with your own idea of what this looks like. You just remember, ask yourself two things before you make a decision. What are the consequences of this choice I'm about to make? And will this choice that I'm, I'm making now bring happiness to those around me? Very important questions to ask yourself. It's again, it's putting you in the moment, which I think is very intentional about this law, is being in the moment. So let's move on to a next quote that I love. There's a very interesting mechanism that the universe has to help you make spontaneous, correct choices. This is not part of the book. This is me. I live by this. I think this is an incredible quote. The mechanism has to do with your sensations in your body. Your body experiences two kinds of sensations. One is the sensation of comfort and the other is the sensation of discomfort. How many of you have ever had a conversation with someone? And you might have acted kind of dumb. And as soon as that conversation is over, you feel like a total dickwad. Happens to me on a regular basis. How many of you have done something where you just feel so great after it? There's a reason why. It's, it's the law of karma. We, in that moment, have done the right thing. Our body, our souls crave the right thing. We think we crave the wrong thing. Everyone's like, oh, we always go after the wrong stuff. No, 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 no. I believe that we, our souls crave the right thing. So when you make it your body, you, you know what I'm talking about. 
you know the exact feeling that I'm talking. You've come up with it in your own mind right now. You've manifested that feeling. You know what it is. For me, when I wake up and I do my morning meditation and then I choose to let my boys do it with me and they're outside with me and I have my hands on them and they're like, they're chilling with me outside in the morning, meditating with me. That's just, I could be like, hey, leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. Or, hey, come with me. Come with me. Do this, do this with your dad, please. Or when I do the right thing and I, you know, clean up my shit for Kayla and she's like, okay, thank you so much for cleaning your shit off the floor. Like little things, but the know that it brings her such joy. Or it could be like, hey, I've had a long day. You clean up my shit. You know, we all mess up. And then as soon as you say it, you're like, God dang it. That was not my best. And you feel it right away. Listen to your body. Have you ever heard the gut? Listen to your gut. There have been a lot of things in my life where I've listened to my gut. So I haven't, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. My ex-girlfriend before Kayla, uh, I was with her the whole time for that two months. And my gut was like, run, run, run as fast as you can. Did I listen to my gut? No, not, not, not right away. I didn't, not, I didn't. And do I regret it? Yes, I do. Uh, very much so. Uh, when it came, well, I was uh, getting divorced and I was very desperate for a job because personal training is a great job if you are either with someone or uh, they, they have a second income that's pretty big uh, or you're by yourself and you don't really have many responsibilities. So I was looking for another job and I got a job for, I think I've talked about this before, as a waiter. And I got back in my car after I got the job and I sat down and my gut was like, don't you fucking do it. I always listen to my gut now. I always listen to my gut. Then there was the time where I met, I saw, like, I know y'all are like, yo, you're just talking at your ass. And that's fine. You can believe I'm talking at my ass, and that's okay. But I believe that the moment I saw Kayla on Facebook and I saw her smile, I saw her smile, my gut was saying, she's the one, dude. That's, that's, your, that's your lady. That's your boo. Because look, I've said it before, and I'm not afraid to say it again. When I was single for a little bit there, and some of y'all might be like, you're out of your mind. Women are just as thirsty as men. I had so many girls trying to booty call me and trying to get me to do shit. I was like, no, I'm waiting for my boo. I'm waiting for my girl. Because my gut was telling me no. In that moment, it would have been fine, right? Oh, yeah, one night stands. No, 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 no. It's empty. You, when you're done, more than likely, haven't had a one night stand, but you, everyone says you always feel empty inside. Because you're not filled. Because you didn't do what your soul wanted. My gut and my soul were telling me, Kayla is your princess. That is your bride. That is your that is your Gabriella to your Troy. That is your Rapunzel to your Eugene Fitzherbert. Like that is it. That is your Meg to Hercules. That's your woman. My gut was telling me. When it comes to my boys, just the way that I, I look at Kylo and I just see that my gut's telling me like that kid is going to be an entertainment somehow. The way he just entertains, like my gut just doesn't lie. When it comes to Brooks, I just see that he is such a soft-spoken person. I could see him getting into any field where it comes to him helping people in any capacity. That's what my gut's telling me. My gut's, my gut's telling me. So uh, this next little bit is, is pretty interesting. I, I struggle with it and I want to go into it. I want to go into it. This is the only part of this that I struggle with. So what about past karma and how does it influence you now? There are three things you can do about past karma. One is to pay your karmic debt, which is like, all right, 
let's say I said something real shitty to Kayla. Instead of ignoring it and letting it go on, I go up and I apologize. And I've been sincere. I say, baby, I, I apologize. How can I make it up to you? Let's say Kylo spilled his water again, which he always does, and I blow up on him. Mm, that probably was my best. Instead of ignoring it, I go up and say, buddy, I'm sorry. I apologize. What if you, excuse me, what if you and a coworker don't get along? And it's just been bad energy back and forth. Instead of ignoring it, sit them down. Say, hey, listen, I, I see that there's uncomfortable energy. How can we, how can we fix it? So the second, uh, second thing you can do is to transform your karma to a more desirable experience. So this one's very similar to the first one. As you're paying your debt, your karmic debt, you ask yourself, what can I learn from this experience? And then this book, it kind of talks about how like if you're an athlete and you didn't train for a marathon, then you go run your marathon and then you get your ass kicked. And as you are in that race, apologizing to yourself for not training, you ask yourself, what can I do differently, right? So for me, look, my ex-wife and I, it's complicated, right? I look at the situation that's at hand. I see where everything's going and where it was. I will not sit here and give her blame. I have to take blame into myself. So I say to myself, what can I learn from the mistakes of my past? I apologize to her. Hey, I'm sorry. And then I reflect onto myself. How can I make changes? And it's a very empowering thing for you to stop pointing the finger, stop being, stop the victim. Oh my God, I'm a victim. Oh my God. No. Point your finger at yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, figure your shit out, okay? The third one is to deal with karma, is to, to deal with karma is to transcend it. So this one took me a minute to read and figure out, so I'm going to read the whole sentence here, so just kind of bear with me. To transcend karma is to become independent of it. The way to transcend karma is to keep experiencing the gap, I'll get to the gap in a second, the self, the spirit. It's like washing a dirty piece of cloth in a stream of water. Every time you wash it, you take away a few strength, a, a few uh, stains. You keep washing it again and again and again, and each time it gets a little cleaner. You wash or transcend the seeds of your karma by going into the gap and coming out again. This, of course, is done through the practice of meditation. Gap is that moment where you're silent and you're in you're in your spirit and you're letting it go. You've done all you can do. You're still holding on to it. It's that opportunity for you to release, little by little, releasing all of that karmic shit. Um, so we're almost getting to the end here. And then I want to kind of go on my own tangent and dive in on my own mindset here in a second. But all action are karmic episodes, which I think is beautiful. So let's dive into that. Let's, let's kind of take a second to kind of talk about what that is. So it says here, drinking a cup of coffee is a karmic episode. That action generates memory and memory has the ability or the potential to generate desire. And desire generates action again. The operational software of your soul is karma, memory, and desire. Your soul is a bundle of consciousness that has the seed of karma, memory, and desire. By becoming conscious of these seeds of manifestation, you become a conscious generator of reality. By becoming a conscious choice maker, you begin to generate actions that are evolutionary to you and for those that are around you. And that's all you need to do. So think of it this way. Uh, I go to the gym and I love it. Actually, no, no, let's, 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 let's simplify this. I love Star Wars. Why do I love Star Wars? Why, when I watch Star Wars, does it put me in such a good mood? So when I sit down and I watch Star Wars, there's a, car, there's a karmic episode to that. And that is that it's putting me in, in a state, 
a choice of gratitude, of happiness, of childhood nostalgia. And that gives me this sense of memory that unlocks a certain joy in my life, which then it gives me desire to do more, to do better. No one, no, no one thinks of a dentist. No one thinks of the dentist and they're like, yay! No one, if you do, you're a fucking psycho. When we sit and we have a cup of coffee, that cup of coffee can, the smell can make you think of your grandfather. What does that do? That smell of your, of, of, you know, of the coffee and your grandfather in the morning, whatever it may be, you might give him a call. And if not him, if you know, you don't have a grandfather or grandmother around, it'll make you reflect, give you memories of joy and happiness. Let's say it's the, the sight of a car. You see a car or you go on, you're driving, you look over, you see that beautiful car. Ah, oh, there it is. There's, there's the car that my dad loved. And that just makes me happy. So it makes you call your mom or makes you call your dad. There's choices in every little thing that we do. We make eye contact with someone. In that moment, there might not be a karmic episode to you, but to that person, they might be really struggling. And they might be like, damn, just make an eye contact with that person. Like if you've ever seen Kayla and you've seen her eyes, her eyes are captivating. Whenever you see Kylo's eyes, his eyes are captivating. You look into those eyes and you just get lost. And sometimes it's good and it feels good. So that's why little things with good intention make a massive difference. It's karma. Like my little man, Brooksy, like when he is doing his magic and you're seeing he loves magic when he's doing something that makes him feel alive makes you feel alive him producing joy for himself brings me joy there's just something to be said about walking around with a certain energy about you that you do reap what you sow and this is where i'm going to kind of go off my own tangent here is there is this thing very similar to karma it's called the law of harmonious attraction you attract what you admit. What Kylo and Brooks do on a regular is they are living authentically. They do, man. I've never seen two kids that live to their truest, authentic self. And when they're doing, like Kylo is just such a nerd. When we're outside in the back doing uh, our flips and stunt stuff, and we're, we're, you know, we're doing anything like that and superhero stuff, he is out doing him. He is authentically producing this addictive energy that I just want to stop and watch. When Brooksy's out doing all these tricks for people or he's on, honestly, like my Facebook lives and he's, he's generating smiles to people, he is having conversation with people. Just seeing him be him, he attracts that back. People see my two boys and like, God dang, they're just so full of life. And it, it's contagious. Kayla's the same way. When she is, when she's being her true, authentic self, there is no one in this world that comes close to how wonderful. Uh, besides my two boys, very similar. But she has just got this way about her that makes me just feel like I've been struck by lightning, man. She walks around with this confidence and this pure joy to just be doing something that she might not love, but she's still got joy in it. And that attracts joy back. But what about those people that you know in your life where they just, they, they emit this energy of just bleh. A coworker, a boss, a family member, whatever it is, cousin. They just emit this energy. You're like, ew, why, why, why are you this way? 
Stop with this. You know what I'm saying? You know these people. I know of these people that they just emit this energy. And then they're like, well, I just, I can't seem to overcome this. I'm just, I'm just bitten by the bad luck bug, man. I just can't seem to overcome this hurdle in my life. I can't seem to overcome what's going on. Maybe it's because you're not attracting the right energy. It all starts with you. It's a choice that you got to make. You got to choose. Are you going to, are you going to attract the wrong energy? Are you going to attract the right energy? Are you going to receive the wrong kind of karma or the right kind of karma? What are, kind of like with law too. What you give, you will receive. Very similar. Very similar. You got to make sure that you are putting out the energy that you want in return. That is why when people say treat people the way that you want to be treated, it's truth. If you're driving down the road and you're going to Wawa, you're walking into a store and you're just a straight old prick, guess what? You're going to get that same energy back. If you are driving and someone cuts you off and you just raise your hand and smile, does it do any harm? If you walk into a store, you see a what looks to be like a nasty person walking in the door, you hold the door for them and they just and they walk right by you. They don't say thank you. It's all right. It's all right because eventually their karma is going to come around. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. They're going to start to wake up if they keep seeing people doing what's right, smiling and emitting the right energy and attracting the energy. I know for sure. I had a job a couple months ago where it was draining me mentally. I had um, very controlling bosses. It was very numbers. It was, you know, all performance based. There was no relationship and it destroyed me mentally. I was a wreck and I was I was emitting just miserable energy. And what did I get back? The boys were a mess. Kayla was a mess. Relationships. I didn't have much. My friendship seemed dudley. There was a deal that. Captain Coffee wasn't going very well. I think I said this quote wrong earlier, but you sow what you reap. You truly do. You truly, truly do. And if you are out there putting out negative energy, you're going to receive it. It's just plain and simple. And let me ask, this is something that Kayla and I talk about on a very regular basis. What's the harm in doing good? What's the harm in smiling? What's the harm in holding the door for someone that looks like a prick? What's the harm in smiling back at the person that's bugged you your whole life? What's the harm? There is none, right? Not that I can think of. There's no harm in sitting there and giving that person across the table from you that's been driving you nuts for a while a good smile. If your spouse is in a funk, don't be in a funk back. Give them a smile. Give them a hug. They'll wake up. They will. And I can't promise it's going to be right away. But once you know that you did everything you could to do what was right because of the goodness of your heart, because you want to sell what you reap, you want to attract what you're putting out, you want to be treated the way that you want to be treated, or you treat people the way that you want to be treated, just to get you thinking. The law of harmonious attraction, karma, you sow what you reap, treat people the way you want to be treated. They all go hand in hand. They all go hand in hand. And I, and I don't mean, and I, I'm not a believer in, I'm going to do good. And if that person keeps doing bad, I hope the bad karma gets them back. No, because then guess what's going to happen? You're going to receive the bad karma because you're hoping for someone to re receive bad karma. So what are you doing? You're putting the bad karma out there. There are people in my life that I've struggled with, and I do not want to see them struggle. 
I don't want to see their life crumble. I don't want that because then if I want that, I'm going to receive it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So that's it. Number three. Law number three. The law of karma or cause and effect. You know how it goes. There's always three things at the end that we kind of do. Kind of like some put it out to the universe thingies. So number one, today I will witness the choices I make in each moment. And in the mere witnessing of these choices, I will bring them to my conscious awareness. I will know that the best way to prepare for any moment in the present and in the future is to be fully conscious in the present. So be grounded in the moment. Think about what you do before you do it. Whenever I make a choice, I will ask myself two questions. Mm, what were they? Do we remember? What are the consequences of this action, of this choice I'm making? I'm sorry. And will this choice bring fulfillment and happiness to me and those around me? Who are affected by my choice. So just think before you do. Think before you speak. Think before you speak. Number three, I will then ask my heart for guidance and to be guided by this message of comfort or discomfort. If the choice feels comfortable, I will plunge ahead with abandon. If the choice feels uncomfortable, got you the page, hold on. I will pause and see if the consequences of my actions with my inner vision. This guidance will Enable me to make spontaneous, correct choices for myself and for those around me. So pretty much sit and think before you speak. Be present, be mindful, and be grounded. The law of karma, law number three, is one of my favorites because it's so personal. So applicable. If you want good, do good. If you want to go out there and live a happy life, you got to just go live a happy life. If you want out, if you want a job, you want a good job, you're not going to get one by believing that believing that you're a piece of shit. Do you want to find your one, your boo, your Kayla? You got to believe that you can find it. And you got to do the things that would attract her or him. I said it once. Ladies were trying to give me a booty call. Ladies were throwing themselves at me left and right. If I constantly reacted to all of those ladies throwing themselves at me, and I told Kayla that, do you think she would have, I don't think she would have landed with me. I think she would have, wow, you're a man whore. Some people don't care about that, but that's fine. But if you do, put yourself in a position with the actions you are doing that's going to attract that kind of person. You are in control of your own destiny. And this is what I want to leave us off on, because I, it's kind of my go-to these days. Control the controllable. The only thing you can control is how you react and how you respond. Do you want to respond like a prick? No. Be ready to receive some prickness back. You want to respond like a king, like a queen, like a boss-ass bitch? You're going to get that same energy in return. You respond to someone with hateful energy, you're going to get it back. I'm not saying every time. You respond to someone with loving, love and kindness. I'm not saying if it ha if you do, I'm not saying every time it's going to come back at you, but eventually. Again, remember, chip away, chip away, chip away, chip away, wash it away, wash it away. A little bit at a time. Okay. So the law of karma. Episode, not episode. Law three. One of my favorites. You sow what you reap. Treat people like you want to be treated. Law promoting attraction. All that good, beautiful stuff. So thank you all for listening. I'll be back next week. I, I don't know when the game day is happening. I might have to move on from the two teams. They're just, they're lollygagging. I'm just going to say how it is. I keep trying to set updates. I'm like, oh, I got this head up. Oh, I got this head up. Oh, I'm like, you know what? Dang it. 
People are waiting for this game day. I'm waiting. I'm excited. I need Tits McGee to come back. I digress. We have some uh, a really good future episode coming up on mental health. Very excited for that. Going to be joined by a wonderful friend of mine. Uh, per usual, if you have anything you want to talk about, send me a message. That's the only way I'm going to get you on. I, I don't know what you want to talk about. Send me a message. I'm game. I'll do my best to get you in in a timely manner. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're getting close to May the 4th. Be with you. So that's going to be our Star Wars episode, mental health episode, game day episode. Hopefully that's all coming up. we got another uh, law, uh, law 4 of the 7 Spiritual Laws of Success. I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. hope I'm not boring you. Trying to get these done within a certain amount of time. But I do appreciate you guys. I do this for you. I love you. Thanks for all the love, support. Tell all your friends and your family about Captain Coffee and the great coffee we, we, we give out. And all the great customer service that we do. I hope that you think it's good customer service. I'm trying to do my best. You know, with the storms at hand, I do my best. But uh, I love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. And may the brew be with you.